Good morning, everybody. Merry Christmas to you. Come on, let's worship the Savior this morning. We're so thankful for you, Lord. So we sing, hark the herald angels sing. so good. Y'all go ahead and grab a seat as you're in the house this morning. Does it feel good to be in God's house this morning? Look at your neighbor and say, you look good. You look good. Well, if you're a guest with us uh, this morning, we just want to welcome you to Dothan First, whether you're in person or watching online. We want to say a, a welcome. Uh, can we give it up for our first time guests this morning? So honored. So glad that you're here. And if you're in the room, if you don't mind taking out your smartphone at this time, yes, we do not mind you using your smartphone in our services, but if you'll scan the QR code on the screen or you can grab the connect card from the pew in front of you, please fill that out with as much information as you don't mind us having. Uh, we would love to connect with you. You can also text text to 84576. This is one of the main ways we connect with first-time guests, or maybe you've been coming with them for a while and you haven't met our pastors or some of our leadership team yet. Please, please, please fill out that information. And after service today, as you exit, you can drop that connect card in the giving boxes 
but we would like for you to meet our pastors in our guest reception space. It's on our left as you exit. It'll be a TV that says guest reception. Dothan First, can we welcome our first time guests this morning? So glad that they're in the house. And uh, we just want to keep you up to date with a lot of things that we have going on. Speaking of online, for those of you that are in the room and watching online, next Sunday, somebody say next Sunday, it's Christmas. So I'm going to say Merry Christmas now, but uh, we have our special online service. It will be available to you starting at 12 a.m. Saturday night on YouTube or our website. That's for those of you that maybe you want to watch, you want to watch the service that night with your family leading into the Christmas morning, fostering God's presence. I know some of you open gifts early, so we'll have it available to you then, or you can watch it live with us at fa on Facebook at 10 a.m. So I encourage you to do that next Sunday. Please watch the online uh, Christmas service. I'll be home for Christmas. So how many excited for Christmas this year? You getting everything that you want? That's awesome. Well, Pastor Mark, I love this series so much because more than anything else, I want presents and we, we want that for you as well. So we also want to keep you up to date with a lot of other things. This is our last in-person service of 2022. Hasn't, it, hasn't this been a good year? It's been an amazing year. And since this is our last in-person service of 2022, there will be no Wednesday night classes um, going on. So keep that in mind. Uh, again, next Sunday is online only. But starting January 1 in the new year, we will be back in the building, our first service of the year. We want to start it off right. And Pastor Mark will be taking us into a new series. And it's going to be a, it's going to be a series on setting goals, not just good goals, but setting goals. God goals and he's gonna he's gonna teach us how to achieve those goals so please use this as a time to invite your friends invite your family as you're at Christmas dinner for those that are staying into the new year it'll be a great place for you to be so I encourage you to be here January 1 into the new year uh, it's gonna be a great time at 10 a.m. and since this is our last in-person service I'm gonna ask you a few things we normally don't do this but I'm gonna ask you today lean in take notes engage in worship create a sense of expectation and excitement it's going to talk back to the preacher if you talk back to him he gets done quicker i'm just kidding it's going to be real good but we want to experience god's presence like never before and let's do that right to this morning amen also we want to keep you up to date on some other things as you exit today there will be cookies in the lobby and i feel like i have like an oprah winfrey anointing you get a cookie you get a cookie you get a cookie I'm just kidding. Everybody in here, you get a cookie today as you leave. And uh, we also have our special friends with us. If you haven't noticed, we have the gingerbread man. I saw one kid run in fear. But we also have Frosty the snowman. So uh, we, we have everybody here. So please, I'm saying that to say this. Take pictures at our photo booth. If you're not currently following us on social media, please follow us, tag us at Dothan First. We want to see your lovely faces and your families. Uh, so who knows? You might, you may even get featured on our Instagram, but I promise, please uh, let us know. We just want to share the love of what God is doing here at Dothan First. And so today's going to be a great day, amen? I said today's going to be a great day, amen? Now is the time where we get to give. How many of you have been blessed this year? You've been blessed. That's awesome. I want to uh, give you a missions update, and I want to thank a lot of you for your generosity and partnering with our students, uh, because we believe we're not just uh, we're not just raising young people, we're raising givers, we're raising future church leaders and lawyers and doctors and all those other things. But we want to give you an update, and uh, during our two month the twenty k challenge, our students raised twenty one thousand four hundred and sixteen dollars. Can you give it up for Youth First? So proud of them. 
we we did this we told you that our students our youth first set a goal in january and we want you all to know that as of right now with your partnership your prayers our students have raised fifty-four thousand seven hundred and ninety-eight dollars for speed the light that's because of your generosity so give yourselves a round of applause and it has just come to my knowledge that we will be receiving another 15000 in matching. So as the end of the year giving uh, is, is coming to a close and you want to utilize that, I want to encourage you, please find a way to partner with these this generous generation. Many of you give in other platforms, and that's amazing, but I, I want to encourage you. We have five ways to give on the screen. Please partner with, with one of our missions outreaches. I think it's a great thing that our church does, and we're so thankful for your generosity. I, I say that on behalf of our pastors. We're so thankful for each and every one of you. Can you give yourselves a round of applause one more time? So as we get ready to uh, pray and go back into worship during our time of giving, I'm going to invite you to go ahead and stand. And as you're standing, our elders are getting ready to go to their various stations of prayer. We're going to have one under this exit sign on my left, your right, and one on this exit sign, uh, as well as uh, someone in the balcony. These are your elders. And we believe that we're going to ask you to act in faith that when I pray, the moment I say amen and we go back into worship, if you're, you know, you feel like, man, I just need a touch in my body. I, I, I need somebody to stand in the gap with me to believe for a supernatural healing. I want to I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you to utilize that because I think it's important because in this house, we believe in healing. Matter of fact, somebody say healing. Somebody say healing. We want to just raise faith in this building this morning. So I'm going to pray for those of you that are giving. And I just ask again, if you just put your hands out as a sign of surrender, we're going to foster God's presence. We're going to, we're going to create an atmosphere of expectation and belief for what God is going to do this morning. Father, thank you so much for the people in this house. Father, thank you for your sacrifice, but thank you for sending Jesus to us so that we can have the faith to believe for healing, for a supernatural touch, because we're going to believe for miracles to take place today. So Father, I ask that you bless everyone, bless those that are giving, and have your way in this house today, because more than anything else, we want your presence. And everybody said, amen. Come on, let's worship together. Come on and sing this with me. Away in a manger, no lay down his sweet head the stars in the sky look down where he lay the little Lord Jesus asleep on the
that he didn't just come to show up as a baby in a manger but he truly came to this earth to die that he would die for the sins of all mankind that the things that you and I would do on the earth would be worthy of death that the wages of sin the Bible says is death but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord and so today we get to celebrate King Jesus not just in his birth but also in the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, who paid the ultimate price for us to receive salvation today. And I'm going to invite you to do this. If you take out these communion elements you received on the way in, and our ushers are coming at this time, that if you did not receive, we want to make sure that all receive. So they're just going to come to the front, and as they turn around, they're going to look, and you just wave at them if you did not receive one of those, the communion get uh, elements today. Yeah, I see a couple of them. We don't want to miss anyone. We want to make sure all of you have received today. As they're passing that out, I just want to remind you, you don't have to be a member of this church at Dothan First to partake with us, but you do need to be part of the family of God. And the way you become part of the family of God is simply this, that you accept the free gift of salvation. The Bible says if you repent of your sins, if you make Jesus Lord of your life, the Bible says if you say that he is the Lord, you'll be saved. And so today you can receive that free gift and I'm gonna invite you into this simple prayer of salvation. Would you take just a moment all across this place, quiet your heart and your spirit, and just let God speak to you right now as we pray this simple prayer. And you don't have to say it out loud, but you just say it in your spirit. Just simply invite him in. Say, Lord Jesus, I accept you as Savior, as Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins. 
Forgive me of my past wrongdoing. Today, I invite you in as Lord and Savior of every area of my life. Wash away all the past and all the sin and make me clean before you right now. I accept your free gift of salvation. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you, God. It's in Jesus' name we pray it. Amen. Amen. Friend, if if you prayed that simple prayer, the Bible says that you make him Lord by confessing him with your mouth. You make him Lord by the daily decisions you make, by making him God of all, of every area. And because of that, we can now partake together as the family of God in communion. So if you'll pull back that tab revealing this wafer. And on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples. And he said, this is my body, which was broken for you. And then he said, take this, and as you do, do it in remembrance of Jesus. As you take this bread, I want you to remember the sacrifice that was made for our salvation. Let's receive this by faith. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, if you flip this over to reveal the juice. After they took the bread, he took the cup, he lifted it up and he said, this is my body and blood. So now as we we receive this juice, it's a symbol of the blood of Christ. The bread is the picture or symbol of his body and this cup, the juice, is a representation, a symbol of the blood that he spilled on Calvary's cross for us so that every one of our sins can be forgiven, and the Bible says, and even forgotten. Thrown as far into the depths of the sea, as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered against us. So today we receive this cup by faith. Let's receive the cup today. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Can you take a moment and worship him? Lord, you're so good, thank you for your gift of love, your sacrifice for us, your gift of redemption, your gift of life and healing. We accept it all by faith. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your love, your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for what you did for us. We receive it now by faith, Lord. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for dying for us. Thank you for rising for us. Thank you for your gift. Thank you for your birth. And thank you for coming to earth to get close to us. We love you, Lord Jesus. It's in Jesus' holy name we pray it all. Amen. 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 Listen, turn to your neighbor and say, it is about to be Christmas. Go ahead. Just tell him right now, it's about to be Christmas. And you can be seated all across this place. God bless you. You can be seated. What name could contain such a glory? In the cool breezes of Eden, brought from the infant earth, one arose, the voice of his creator speaking his identity to life. Adam, man, as heaven waited short with bread, the Creator spoke yet another, Eve, mother of all the living, 
So it was with Abraham, named in the promise as the father of nation. Peter, the rock upon which the church would stand. The name called to life the destiny within. The name set the stage for all that was to come. And unto us a child was born. And what name could contain his glory? For he was mighty God, as the universe gasped into being, flinging rays of light from his presence to pierce the void, to shatter the shadows to a tapestry of color. And he is mighty God, shattering our darkness, revealing our light, our truth in him. He was everlasting father when orphaned Israel needed a father's touch. When we, with grief-stricken cheeks, need the embrace of one who never leaves. When we have lost our way to dark horizons, it is our everlasting father who lights the way home. He is Prince of Peace. When, like Elijah, we need the still small voice in the turmoil's midst. When, like David, we need the melodies of his presence to soothe our troubled minds. He is sanctuary within our trials, shepherd guiding us to still waters. And yes, he is wonderful counselor. God who gives counsel in the chaos, crafting disorder into calm and failure into beauty. He is a voice for the voiceless. He is dignity for the stateless soul. It is he who raised up a lowly shepherd to become a king. He who took the fishermen of Galilee and made them leaders of history. It is the counselor who redeems our lost years, breaking chains that have kept dreams imprisoned and joy confined. The name reaches across eternity, exclaimed by the splendors of galaxies, sung by the passions of angels, roared in heaven's fervor, exalted in creation's unfettered rejoicing. What name could contain him? What title? What soul renowned? But this is our wonderful counselor. This is our mighty God. This is our everlasting Father, our Prince of Peace. What name could contain Emmanuel, God with us, Yahweh, the great I am. What name could contain the word of life, the light of the world, the King of kings, the Lord of all. We bow to the name that holds every other in its matchless worth. a glory. What name but Jesus? We cry Jesus. We cry holy is the name. Amen. How many thank God for that name? It's above every name. The name of Jesus. I want to take a moment and welcome all of those who are joining with us here for the first time. We're so honored that you're with us and worshiping God with us here today. And after the service, we'd love to meet you and give you a gift for hanging out with us today. And for those that are watching online today, and I want to give a special shout out to a milestone follower. Uh, when you receive that badge, that means you've been watching us for a while. 
And one of our senior saints, George and Betty Miller, who I got to see this Saturday, they have been watching us. They're a milestone follower. We love you. Come on, give it up. Yeah. We love you guys. Grab your copy of God's Word. And if you don't have a Bible, let us know. We'll gladly get God's Word in your hands. But simply say this. Say, I am what God's Word says I am. I can do what God's Word said I can do. I can become all that God said I could be. So today, I'll hear God's Word. I'll receive God's Word. And I'll obey God's Word because I love His Word. Now just turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you look really good today. You do. It's, it's, a, it's a Christmas outfit, I think. I don't know. I have a beautiful young lady sitting next to me, if you did not already notice. And uh, my daughter, Cameron, is going to share the message with me today. And I'm so excited about that. And... Um, but, you know, we always like to start with, with a joke, and so uh, I'm going to start with a joke. Um, you know, we, we always talk about these wise men who brought the gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh, these three wise men that were there at Christmas time. So, so I think that, you know, if it were three wise women, mm. you know, and this, this to me isn't a joke, though. This is like for real. <laughs> this is legit. Um, they would have asked for directions. They would have been there on time. Mm. They would have helped deliver baby Jesus. Yes. They would have brought practical gifts like <laughs> diapers and wipes. Yes. Um, they would have cleaned up the stable, brought a casserole, uh-huh. and I think there would be peace on earth now. That's all, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. That's all I, I'm saying. I think you're probably right. Uh, ladies in the house <laughs> yes. agree? Round of applause, ladies. All right. Um, all right. So as you guys know, we're <laughs> in a series called I Want Presents, and today we're going to be talking about God's presence at Christmas. So now, what kind of presents did God bring us at Christmas? So just by a show of hands, how many of you have all of your Christmas shopping done? Mm. All right. You guys have an extra jewel in your crown in heaven. <laughs> um, how many of you are on my team and don't have nearly as mm. much as you should have done? Lord have mercy. All right. That's okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, just a reminder, Jesus came to give us presents yeah. at Christmas. Jesus is the reason for the season, but you are also the reason for the season. That's right. God came to earth for you to give you a gift at Christmas. Mm. God came to earth to give us, give us some special presents at Christmas. And it's funny because we give gifts to each other, but it's Jesus' birthday. Instead of us getting him presents, he gives us his presents. Yeah. So the first present is that Jesus arrived at Christmas as God in the flesh. I want to just say, as it relates to this review, we're going to take a minute for those who weren't here last week to give a simple review from some of those presents that Jesus brought to us at Christmas. But I also want to say very quickly um, how proud I am, not just of our young people in giving to Speed the Light this year, and uh, so proud of each and every one of you, but I also want to say how proud I am of this congregation that uh, initially, and, and I don't have all the figures right in front of me because we haven't totaled up for the entire year, uh, but I know that as of um, last year, Every year, at the beginning of the year, we set out some goals to give above and beyond our tithes and offerings to be able to give to missions and missionaries around the world. 
And I can just tell you, I, I believe there was about 89,000 or something, something like that, that you had pledged for this year. And up to this point, we've given almost $100,000, so over and above. So total, listen, friends, total, it's going to be well over a quarter of a million dollars this year that you have said above and beyond the tithes and offerings, sacrificially, you're giving to get the mission of Christ around the world. And I want to say thank you. Because we're changing lives, we're digging water wells, we're getting people out of human trafficking, we're, 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 we're spreading the gospel message by training up pastors and leaders, we're, we're, uh, countless pastors are being trained uh, and getting the, the credentials they need because you're putting the materials in their hands. You're giving to, play, to people like Convoy of Hope that's helping to uh, disaster relief around the world. Friends, we're making a difference from right here in Dothan, we're, we're literally helping to change the landscape. We're actually becoming kingdom builders, God's kingdom builders on the earth. And we're not building our own kingdom. We're not building a kingdom called Dothan first. We're, king, we're building the kingdom of Jesus Christ around the globe. And I want you to continue to begin to pray about what God would have you do in 2023 as a special offering that you'd say, Mark, this is my season to sow and uh, believe God for a return on that spiritual investment that you would make. But here we are at Christmas and we're reviewing this first one, which is Jesus arrived at Christmas as God in the flesh. He was our Christmas gift. And lots of people said Jesus was a good teacher or he was a great prophet, but that's not what Jesus claimed to be. He claimed to be the Lord. He claimed to be Messiah. And so when he claimed to be God, he had to prove himself. And he did by dying and rising again on the third day, proving that he was God in the flesh. So when we celebrate Christmas, we're celebrating, yes, a birth, a moment in human history. But the beginning of Jesus was before the world even began. And we talked about that last week, that the reality of Christmas was that Jesus was truly Christ, was God in the flesh, human flesh on the earth. But he was also Emmanuel, which means God with us. He also, the second present that we talked about last week was that Jesus lived among us and built relationship with us, that he came as a human baby to relate to us. He wasn't born in a palace or in a hospital or a, a grand hotel. He was born out in a barn, in a stable, in a manger, that we could come to know him. Out in the open, he, wasn't, he didn't come for the elite or, or the religious crowd. He came for all of us. And he came to show himself. And he showed up at, at, at that stable in a manger. In a lowly place. To prove that he would get low enough to connect to us. We couldn't reach up high enough to get to God. But he reached down low to get to us. Because he loves us. And he wants a relationship with us. This third present that we talked about. And we kind of closed out with last week was this. That Jesus came to earth. To give us new life. So we've already turned to John chapter 10, but if you'll look at verse 10 with me, Jesus said, I came to give you life, life in all of its fullness. See, you matter to God so much that God left his home in heaven, came to earth in the form of a baby, lived a perfect life, died on the cross, and was resurrected just for you. See, that's how much you matter to God. God made you for a purpose, and his purpose is for 
him to love you and for you to love him. See, Jesus is God's Christmas gift to you. And that's the greatest Christmas gift that we could ever ask for. Romans 3.23 says, all of us need to be made right with God by his grace, which is a free gift. We need to be made free from sin through Jesus Christ. So the next present, present number four, is Jesus demonstrated true love for us. So let's take a minute and just talk about this, this special gift today. That he came and gave his life for us. That truly he demonstrated it. You know, I've heard a lot of people talk about that. I love you. I love you. You know, they say I love you. uh, And they say that word right alongside I love pizza. And I love Alabama football. And uh, you start to wonder like, do you love pizza more than me? (laughs) Like, uh, you know, is there a correlation between your Alabama football love and, and your love for me? Is it here today, gone tomorrow? Are you kind of a fair weather fan when you use the word love when it describes the way you feel about your kids or your grandkids or maybe your spouse? Or is it truly a love that's willing to demonstrate itself? You know, the Bible says that God so loved the world he gave. He demonstrated it. He showed off his love for us. Philippians chapter 2 verse 8 says it like this, and here's the gift nobody expected, that Messiah would die, (laughs) but here's what it says, he humbled himself, Jesus did, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross, Jesus didn't stay a baby in a crib, he went to a cruel cross to prove that he loved us, voluntarily, he laid down his life, friends, God did not have to do that, (laughs) Matter of fact, he said he could have called down 10,000 angels and stopped the whole thing. But he chose because he loved you, because he cared about you. He showcased his love and he came down to earth and he said, I love you. And he spread out his arms. He said, I love you this much. Why did Jesus go to the cross? Why would he die for our sins? Well, I already said it's to demonstrate his love. A couple of scriptures to to remind you of this Christmas of why he came to the earth to die was this. Romans 5, 8. God showed us or demonstrated his great love for us. Here it is, by sending Christ to die. You think, wow, that's not, that's not a great gift when it comes to Jesus, his one and only son. But the fact is, Jesus chose willingly. You, you read about it in the Garden of Gethsemane. At first, he started saying, can this cup pass from me? Is there any way we can get mankind saved without me having to suffer? And the father simply reminded him, son, this is why I sent you to the earth. And then Jesus answered that call. And he finished out the prayer like all of us ought to finish every prayer we pray. Not my will, father, but yours be done. Here's what it says. Let me keep reading. God showed his great love for us by sending his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. Here it is. While we were still sinners. Look, it's one thing to die for me when I'm doing something good for you. It's one thing to die for me when you know how much I love you and I care for you and I've done a lot of great stuff for you. It's another thing to die for me while I'm rejecting you. And that's what Christ did. He demonstrated his love. First John 4 says it like this. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world 
so that we might have eternal life through him. God's motivation was love. There's a passage, it's not in your notes, but John 15 says, greater love has no one than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. For his friend. And and I kind of get that. I mean, honestly, if you don't know what you're willing to die for, you probably don't know what you're willing to live for. So you ought to know what you're, living, you're, you're willing to live and die for. And I would say, if somebody messed with my baby right here, ooh, ooh, don't even get me started, <laughs> right? If somebody messed with my child, I would be more than willing to lay down my life for her. If somebody messed with my wife, I would be more than willing to lay down my life for her. As a matter of fact, I said those, those similar words when we got married. We stood in an altar and looked each other in the eyes and we said, I do. And a lot of those I do's were commitments I made to her. I'd lay down my life for you, baby. Now, when a robber comes in or when we hear somebody that sounds like a robber in our house, and I can just say through the, the almost 30 years of marriage, there's been one or two times where a storm came and a tree fell and it sounded like somebody was breaking in our house or one time <laughs> in our closet uh, we had too much weight on the hangers and the, all the shelves fell down in the middle of the night. I don't know why that has to happen at two o'clock in the morning, but it about scared the life out of me. And guess what? My wife stayed in that warm bed, gave me that look like, hey, baby, you said I do. So go and do right now. Lots of people would be willing. Matter of fact, there's, there's soldiers right now and some that are watching online because they're part of our military community and they watch online and they're, they're willing to lay down their lives for the American cause and we thank God for you. We praise God for you. We love you. We honor you. That sacrifice, the willingness to lay down your life. But Jesus did it when we were rejecting him. So why did God so love the world that he gave his life? Why did he do that? To pay for my sins. See, society says if you do the crime, you've got to do the time. When you break the law, you have to pay a penalty. But the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. 1 Peter 2.24 says, he personally carried the load of our sins in his own body when he died on the cross so that we can be finished with sin and live a good life. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who had no sin, that's Jesus, to become sin for us. Somehow what he did 2,000 years ago can make a difference in our life right now. I can be completely forgiven for everything I've ever done wrong or ever will do wrong. That's the reason that Christmas is so important. It's the beginning of our freedom. The angel said, for unto you this day is born a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Jesus came to be the savior of the world. And as long as you think, well, I'm not that bad, friend, you are in the most danger. For the one who realizes that he needs a savior is so much more open to receiving a savior. If you didn't need a savior, God wouldn't have wasted all of the effort to send one. 
The very fact that Jesus did come to earth, he gave up all the glory of heaven, became a human being, born as a little baby, grew up, had pain, pressure, temptations, died on a cross, and was raised to life, that means that we needed what he had to offer. God wouldn't have wasted all that energy for no reason. Jesus came to show much how much God loves you to pay for our sin by dying on the cross to give us salvation. Salvation is freedom from guilt, shame, fear, anxiety, purposelessness in life to know that your eternity is settled. It's freedom to live the way that God meant for you to live. So the next present, present number five, is Jesus is Lord, and he provided salvation for us. Friends, he provided a gift. That gift of salvation that Cameron just talked about is a free gift. But let me tell you something. It wasn't cheap. It cost Jesus everything. Friends, he bankrupted heaven for you because he thought you were worth it. He loved you that much. Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11 I want to show you how much God the Father honored Jesus after he died and rose again. Actually, the Father exalted Jesus because Jesus humbled himself. Here's what it says, Philippians chapter 2, verse 9. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place. Everybody say the highest place. And gave him the name that's above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Everybody say, Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord. Friends, the cross wasn't the end of the story. Jesus is alive. And because Jesus humbled himself, he now has top billing, top honor. The name Jesus in the New Testament times was actually a pretty common name. It's like Jim or John today. It wasn't unusual. But Jesus, it wasn't about just the name Jesus. It was who carried the name Jesus. As a matter of fact, the name Jesus means salvation is from the Lord. Jesus was given a whole lot of names. If you look throughout the scripture, he's called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. But after Jesus Christ died and rose again, can I tell you, he was given the greatest name. And the name that he was given was Lord. Jesus is Lord. Over 600 times in the New Testament, the Bible calls Jesus Lord. And most people don't understand the word Lord. But in the Greek, that word actually means like Master, ruler, the big honcho, numero uno, (laughs) number one, nobody like you, the boss, in control, totally sovereign king. As a matter of fact, they use that word Lord in Rome to describe Caesar. They treated Caesar like he was God in the Roman Empire. And that word, the word Caesar is Lord or Caesar is God, Romans would say that consistently to one another to prove their loyalty to the Roman Empire in those days. And the fact is, during those days, when Christians began to describe Jesus is Lord, instead of saying Caesar is Lord, they were the Bible says, and throughout history, historians say that those 
those Christians, those first Christians, ended up being martyred because they no longer said Caesar is Lord, but they said Jesus is Lord. They put him to death. They threw them to the lions. They lost their lives all because of one phrase, Jesus is Lord. So what's it mean to make Jesus truly Lord of your life? And I'm going to quickly give it to you, the ABCs. It's going to be very simplistic. First of all, you acknowledge. Everybody say acknowledge. Acknowledge. You acknowledge that Jesus really is God. He's more than a man. He's more than a prophet. He's God. He's Lord of your life, and you commit your life to him. Secondly, letter B, you believe. Everybody say believe. You believe that Jesus is who he said he was, the almighty son of God, and that God has everything under his control. He has you under his control. That's what I do every day. I say, God, you're in control. I'm not. Matter of fact, there's times where things get out of control, and I like to fight for control. I like to grab for control. But I have to remember, and every time I get to grabby in my own life, And all of you have that same tendency, that's a human tendency to want to grab for control when things feel out of control. You have to once again say, God, I give you the reins of my life. I retire. (laughs) Matter of fact, I give up as CEO of the universe. And I say, God, have your way in my life. You're in control. Jesus, you are Lord of all. And when times get bleak, friends, that's when you begin to cry out, Jesus, you are still Lord. You're still in control. No matter what's happened in your life or what's currently happening, Jesus, you're still Lord. To say Jesus is Lord means you don't know what next year holds, but you definitely know who holds next year. He's got you in the palm of his hands. And let her see you commit. Everybody say commit. You commit your life to him. Every bit of it. Matter of fact, you say, God, you know what's right for me. You direct my life. You're in control. You call the shots. You're Lord of all. You live according to God's word and his will and his plans and his purpose for your life. And we use this scripture a lot around here. It's Romans 10, 9. But I just want to refresh your memory. This is how we get saved. I alluded to it earlier before we received communion. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Everybody say, Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. The Bible says you'll be saved. So letter A, you acknowledge that Jesus is God. You B, believe that he's Lord. And then letter C, you finally, you commit your life to him. You commit every part of your life. To the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, so as we already read in Philippians 2.10, it says, Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Everyone throughout history one day will acknowledge Jesus is Lord. Every nationality, every age group, every male, every female will say Jesus is Lord. All politicians, all celebrities, every religious leader will say Jesus is Lord. All of the scientists, all professors, all teachers, all business leaders, all CEOs will say Jesus is Lord. The issue, guys, is not Will you admit that Jesus is Lord? Because one day, everyone's going to admit that Jesus is Lord. It's when 
The issue is when. You will either admit it now in love and honor and respect, or you'll admit it later. Because every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Friends, that's what makes Christmas so special. It's God's presence at Christmas. Our greatest need at Christmas is to rediscover the phrase, Jesus is Lord. You may think that you can't cope and there's too much pressure. Jesus is Lord. You may think that your problems are too big to handle, but Jesus is Lord. Circumstances may pile up against you and people may hurt you, but guess what? Jesus is Lord. Yes. When you're tired, when you're fearful, when you're anxious, Jesus is mm. still Lord. You can say it even when you don't think it, and you can say it when you can't think or when you think you can't go another step, but Jesus is still Lord. Say it when you're grieving and say it when you don't know why somebody died. Jesus is Lord. You can say it when you're lonely and you can say it at Christmas. Friends, make it the theme of your life. Don't wait any longer to accept God's greatest gift at Christmas. Jesus is Lord. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, then friends, you will be saved. Come on, somebody. Jesus is Lord. If he's not Lord of all, then he's not Lord at all. And it comes a time like this where we come to Christmas and we say, either you're Lord of all or you're not Lord of my life. And friends, he did everything he could to give you his life, to give you his love, to give you purpose to give you his plan, to give you the present called Christmas. And I just wonder today how many of us have gone through the traditions of putting up a tree, putting up the lights, taking the time to go out and buy our gifts, and coming to church and singing a Christmas carol or two, and then going home and unwrapping gifts, and we leave that one special gift unwrapped every year under the tree. It's God's Christmas gift to you. Why would you reject the only gift that matters under the tree this year? That Jesus is Lord. And when you make him Lord of every area. Friends, I know some of you in this room, you've been going through tragic situation. You've been going through difficulty. You've been going through trial and pain and persecution. There's people online right now watching who can't show up right now. I know of one friend in particular. He was just rushed to Birmingham because he's got some major crisis. And I can tell his whole family right now that's watching me, Jesus is still Lord, he's still Lord. He's still Lord. He's still got you. Friends, no matter what you face, no matter your your biggest fear this Christmas, Jesus is still Lord. And it's time for you to accept him rather than reject him. Don't walk out of this room and reject the greatest gift that's ever been offered to humankind. Jesus is Lord. And if you make him Lord, truly Lord of your life today, You'll have a Christmas like no other. You'll look back. As a matter of fact, I'm telling you, God sent you here today, December 18th, 2022. He knew before all the world was created and before you took your first breath, he knew you would be here today. 
You say, friend, I, I didn't even know I was going to show up today. I was driving by, saw the sign, and walked in. Friend, God knew you'd be here because he wanted to tell you he loves you with an everlasting love. His gift is free. It's eternal, and it's precious, and it's priceless. Today, I'm asking, will you receive that most precious and honored gift, the gift of salvation? Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for your eternal love for us. The priceless, matchless, wonderful gift that comes at Christmas. Jesus, you are Lord. And God, today, I pray that you would make yourself known in this house. And those that are watching online, would you show up? Like never before, would you make your way into the human heart? That God, you came to this earth lived a sinless life, died on a cross to set us free, then rose again on the third day to give us new life. Lord, today I pray that those that are listening, and maybe today they're struggling, they're wondering, they're watching, and they're saying, Mark, if you only knew my life, if you only knew the difficulties, if you only knew the struggles, or worse yet, if you only knew the sin that I've committed, then you'd know that God could never set me free. Friend, I'm here to tell you, God came to this earth to stoop down into that miry clay of sin and to set you free. And today, today, can be the day of salvation for you. I don't know what you've been through and I don't know what you've done, but friend, I can just tell you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you've done and it doesn't matter where you've been. God's hand is not too short that it can't reach down right where you're at and pull you out. He loves you with an eternal love, with a perfect love. Some of you, when you hear the word love, it makes you kind of gun shy because you've heard the word love from a boyfriend or a girlfriend who cheated on you or a spouse who left you or someone who abandoned you. But I'm here to tell you, God will never leave you. He'll never abandon you. He'll walk beside you. He'll comfort you. He'll protect you, he'll guide you, he'll forgive you, and he'll make you brand new. He'll give you a reason for living. Today, Jesus truly is the reason for the season, but Jesus said, you, my children, are the, my reason for this season because he came to give his life for you. So today, I invite you into that perfect love that you might be set free truly free the Bible says he whom the son is set free is free indeed it's time to walk in freedom friend it's time to walk in the newness of life that God promises and the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord I'm inviting you to make him Lord of every area there's probably three categories of those that are here today 
There's one category of folks that showed up today and maybe you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. And that's okay. Maybe today was the first time you really heard that you can make him Lord. But friends, he reaches out to you because he loves you. And he wants to invite you into the circle, into the family of God. There's others of you in this room, maybe you've been so focused on yourself that you walked away from God and his love. You need to rededicate your life, turn your life around. This Christmas before 2023 shows up that you would once again rededicate your life to the Lord. I really believe that there are those either in this room or watching online and I sense this very strong that there are prodigal sons and daughters, wayward, you're away from God. Friend, come home to God. He showed up at Christmas to remind you of his love. Would you just take a step toward him? Be reminded today he loves you. There's family members that have been praying for you. There's moms and dads spiritual moms and dads who are praying for you and have been praying for you and it's time to come home to Jesus today at Christmas there's others of you and I can sense in, in the room like this as a crowd this size and those watching online that there are some you just you got the religious traditions down you kind of know what to do you know how to sing the songs and you know how to look the part but you know in your heart you need freedom, true freedom. Freedom from your own ways that have kept you bound up and freedom to live how Christ desires. So right now, if you're in any of those categories or maybe one I did not mention, and you'd like to say yes to Jesus today, to make him truly Lord of every area. Listen, I'm not here to embarrass you. It's not my heart to judge you. I simply wanna invite you into relationship or back into relationship with the only one who matters eternally, and that's Jesus Christ. Make him Lord today. If that's you, I'm gonna invite you to do this on the count of three. And would you just simply slip up your hand and by that raised hand, you're indicating, Mark, that's me. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, you say, Mark, I want to be included in this prayer right now on the count of three. Slip up that hand. One, two, three. Come on, right now, all over this place, just slip up your hand. That's you today. God bless you. Yes, God bless you in the back. Yes, over here. God bless you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. God bless you over here. Yes, in the balcony. God bless you on the main floor. I'm just scanning the audience. God sees it. When you lift up that hand, it's an acknowledgement, not just to me. It's to God. It's saying, God, here I am. I need you. Anyone else? God bless you. Yes. About seven or eight hands that went up. God bless you. Anybody else? Yeah. God bless you. Yeah. God sees you today. God bless you. You can put your hands down. There may be some of you that you already prayed this prayer in your heart at communion, but I want to just simply invite you back into this moment. We can all pray this prayer out loud together. But would you say this with me? Everybody in the room, but especially you who lifted your hands and those watching online making a commitment to Jesus Christ today, I want you to say this out loud with everything inside of you. Say this out loud. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I repent for all I've done wrong. I believe 
that you died and rose again for me. I make you Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for changing me. I choose to trust you with every area of my life. Now fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, stand up with me. Let's celebrate. The Bible says all of heaven rejoices. Let's worship the King together. Come on, put your hands together and celebrate. that are going to come out here and sing to us. So go ahead and be seated right now. You grandmas, grandpas, moms, dads, get your camera phones out and ready. And if you want to sneak up on the sides, you can go ahead and do that. But if you made a decision for Christ while the kids are getting ready, if you made a decision for the Lord Jesus Christ, I want you to know we celebrate that decision. We want to help you in your journey of faith. And right now, if you'll take out your smartphone, I want you to text the word D1WALK to 84576, and that'll help us to know that you made that commitment to Christ so we can continue to pray for you. But listen, we want to send you a free downloadable copy of this booklet called One to One to help you in the journey of faith, all right? And next, I want to let you know if, yes, that's okay, it's right here. It's going to continue to go up. Don't you worry about a thing. I just saw I just saw them go, wait a minute. It's not standing. In a minute it will, I think. Stay. Stay. I feel like it's with my doggie at home. Stay. Good girl. Good girl. <laughs> If you would like to make a commitment in baptism, the next best step after salvation, you can do that by letting us know in the connection card or simply scan that QR code and let us know. We're gonna launch life groups in the new year. Cannot wait to do that. It's gonna be awesome. And also, if you'd like to dedicate a child to the Lord, we love partnering with you to do that. That'd be so much fun. Let us know as well those that are first-time guests in the house after we're all done and I give the blessing out in the foyer there's gonna be a couple things cookies first of all second of all all these kids that are about to show up everyone that was checked in down at our family life center will be checked out down in our kids clubhouse so it's right down here right before you see that big old uh, picture wall 
Go straight out there, turn right, and in our kids' area, you'll pick them up and check them out so that they can have cookies, they can take pictures with the gingerbread man and the snowman. It's going to be a lot of fun. Matter of fact, make sure to get them right away. It's Christmas, guys. Please don't forget your children. Pick up your child. I mean, we love them and everything, but, you know, it's Christmas. We celebrate King Jesus today. And I cannot wait for all of our kiddos to showcase their talent. It's going to be awesome. And uh, all of the workers. Can you take a moment and give it up for all of our workers that minister to your children week in and week out? Listen, this isn't some babysitting service. They are actually doing so much to help. And I'm so thankful for each and every one of them. Come on, kids. Oh, my goodness. They look so good. Y'all look so good. Come on. Right over here. This is called controlling chaos right now. You think it's tough for you and your one or two children? Try to corral all of them to sing songs. It's going to be awesome. But they're going to sing to Jesus. And we're going to sing. Come on. And we're going to celebrate them as they come. Right? As they're coming in, I want to let you know one last thing. All these parents are waving right now. So come on, wave back at mom and dad. Come on, they're looking at you. Y'all are so cute. Hi, hi, hi. It's so good to see you. Oh, this is adorable. Okay, while they're taking pictures, I want to remind you, take family pictures out there. Even if it takes a little while today, Go ahead and get in line and get those pictures and then tag us at Dothan first. We love it. I'm going to get out of the way of Frosty the Snowman and the Gingerbread Man and all these cute kiddos so that they can once again showcase the love of God to us. Hi, guys. Hi. Everybody smile real big, okay, because you're going to get a lot of pictures taken. Hi, Frosty. All right. All right, I think... I think we've made, yes, give it up one more time for the kids. We're gonna dance, lift our hands, celebrate it's Christmas, light up the world, Jesus is born. Given us a gift so great 
It's Christmas time, yeah it's Christmas time He's the light of the world, come down to us From heaven now everyone snow here at Dothan first and uh, all the kids we love you guys and if you'll follow these leaders right here right outside there come on head this way mom and dad are gonna get uh, get you picked up so you can get cookies and you can take pictures all right what's up give it up give it up oh yeah y'all did so good um, okay so uh, I hope you got pictures of that, because if not, I'm going to try to do this again on January 1st, because <laughs> I want to make it snow every year here. Um, I will say while they're uh, taking the kids out, as a reminder to our first time guests, we have a special guest reception prepared just for you. And so if you wouldn't mind taking just a few moments right after the service to head out these doors and to your left, there's a big old TV that says guest reception right there. I'm going to dismiss some of our leaders right now. If you'll head out and some of our greeters so that you can greet those that are on, on their way out today. Had this been fun? Did y'all enjoy this today? Man. I want to take a moment and say thank you to Cameron, my sweet little girl. You did such a great job today. Awesome. Awesome. Are you ready to receive a blessing on this Christmas? All right. Well, Cameron, would you like to come up and do the blessing? All right. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. All right. So put your hands out like you're ready to receive a gift. The best gift at Christmas is Jesus' presence, right? So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and bring you peace. And may the Lord our God write his name on your heart and declare, You're my child. 
No one can take you from my hands. And may you know that the greatest gift that you can receive is Jesus' presence. May you never forget that in every circumstance, Jesus is Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I bless you guys to be a blessing. Have a Jesus-filled week. And from our house to yours, Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. Love you guys. We'll see you online next week. God bless you. You're dismissed.